0: everybody welcome to episode 24 of the answers podcast i'm jordan figgio here with my co-host mora Gertzo. sam is unfortunately sick tonight so we will be without her because she is not feeling well so we hope that she feels better but how are we doing i
1: I feel like we have been without one of us Mm -hmm. more than we've had the three of us together since we've been on the dk pittsburgh sports podcast network it's so weird. It just hasn't yeah. worked out <laughs> that it's we're bizarre. all able to be here. It, it is bizarre because that wasn't a thing, you know, since February. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess it's a good thing that we have. We're busy. We have stuff going on. The podcast yeah. is doing really well, so it's a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff. But Sam, we miss you so much. And we do. next week, I'm crossing yes, my fingers. Co- it's a bye yeah. week. The Steelers are off, but let's make this work still
0: yeah we'll fi- we'll figure it out and we can we can kind of regroup and take a look back at the first what would this even be like first quarter ish of the season that we've played through yeah. already a little bit maybe more third
1: first third yeah
0: third. Yeah. yeah okay brutal do we do we yeah, want to t-
1: do that i mean that seems like self-abuse i, I mean cruel and can unusual we, self-punishment maybe we can
0: take a walk down memory lane and talk about
1: the, good old the days. Steelers <laughs>
0: were like a, an actually really good team. Um, that, that's a thought. But they won. The Steelers won an unnecessary thriller in overtime last night. And I do want to mention that she's praying hard for Darrell Taylor. That injury Dude. looks terrifying.
1: I mean, how familiar did that feel mm-hmm. I'm not sure in understand. the worst way? in the absolute worst Mm -hmm. way it felt it hit so close to home and seeing him laying there. And I know that people said they saw him move his legs on the field. They saw him move his arms Mm -hmm. on the field. I didn't see that Yeah, from my TV. I did not see that. So I'm sitting here thinking like, geez, like this feels so terribly familiar. Mm -hmm. And we are praying for him and the Great news today is that he was at the hospital moving all of his extremities. He had control in his arms and his legs, and he did fly back with the team to Seattle last night. So good, okay. all of that, I mean, best case scenario right there. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're going to be monitoring him. I have a friend who was in a skiing accident, felt nothing, and then weeks later had some uh. neck injury that just kicked in. So – they're going to keep a close eye on him. Our wow. prayers go out to him. Uh We're thinking about you, for yeah, sure. You hate absolutely. to see it. No matter who it is, you
0: hate to see it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it's it's the unfortunate r- real risk of playing this game is that that could happen to anybody at any time, and you never, right. ever want to see that. It just is, whew, it it's really bigger than football. Brings- Yes. I was just going to say, it brings things into perspective in, really in a very does. tangible way and yeah, yes. I feel, for him, feel for his family. Oh my goodness.
1: I know. Um, I know.
0: But hopefully, hopefully he continues to take steps towards recovery. And it's probably really great that he's back home because that's, that's huge. Being across the country, having to be in a hospital that is in a city that's unfamiliar. I'm, I'm just glad he was able to make it back home and hopefully, and we'll continue to to keep an eye on his progress but yeah well let's recap the game now um because it was a different kind (laughs) of bad than
1: we're used to i mean one but it doesn't we were just talking about this it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like a win today doesn't feel like a victory monday and this is the exact same conversation that sam and i had last week which Mm -hmm. by the way everyone Mm -hmm. i apologize for all of my technique technological issues last week um hopefully that won't be happening again but It's the same feeling. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. last week felt way more um, depressing, if you want to call it, you know, what it was, because of the loss of Juju. Uh, You know, nothing feels good after a season-ending injury like that. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the win is. But this one feels so blah. Like, it just feels feels undeserved, maybe, is the word Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Um, Yeah.
0: It doesn't I'm, feel, it doesn't know. feel right. Let's once again, talk about the good and then we can get into the bad because there's quite a bit of it. Um, some Let's of it, it was a Steelers, some of it was outside the organization, but the good <laughs> was really good. And the good is the reason we won the game. TJ Watt right. was fantastic. No. Oh my God. Every
1: single week. It's like mm-hmm. we have a whole section about TJ Watt. What? And mm-hmm. I hope that that never ends. I hope that our show starts every single week with a yep. seg- a segment about how lucky we are to have T.J. Watt on our team and how underpaid the man is. Double mm-hmm.
0: it. I don't oh care. God, triple Double it.
1: it. Like, I'll, I'll chip in.
0: I don't, I, whatever. Keep, like, keep him here for life. Uh, like, and typically, not that you don't see players underperform after they get a massive payday, but it feels like, He's only gotten better, like since they. It's like since they gave him he this wants deal. to
1: prove that they did the right thing, mm-hmm. and like He's you worth know, it. you do. You're right. You do see players who kind of regress because they're not looking to earn that payday that mm-hmm. they've already they've already earned or they've already got. They're like, took care yeah. of that. Like, I don't need to put my body on the line. Uh, I'm already getting paid. But no, TJ is literally out there proving to the entire league why he has the biggest contract. He is literally out there proving that the Steelers aren't stupid, that he's worth every penny, if not more. I mean, Jordan, read his stat line from last night. I know. Oh my God. I was just looking at that and I was still
0: just blown away. Three passes defended, six tackles and one assist. Three tackles were for a loss, two sacks and one forced fumble, which of course, was the reason the Steelers won the game. That's just insane. It's insanity from one player in (laughs) one game.
1: I mean, and we can talk like all day about the the force fumble in Mm -hmm. overtime to essentially win us the game with the help of Chris Boswell. Like Mm -hmm. that he was triple teamed on that play. One, two, three. Count them, Aaron Donald. Triple teamed on that play. And he still came up with a strip sack. There is no no one in the league aside from Trayvon Diggs, who is playing disruptive football like TJ Mm -hmm. Watt is playing. And I will give Trayvon Diggs his props. I don't know what that man did in the offseason, but he is lights out. Like mm-hmm. that man, the Cowboys are leading the league in interceptions. He's leading the Cowboys in interceptions. I had a pick yeah, six last night, the Cowboys. like Cowboys. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so it's just so funny to me because, like every single year, TJ is this disruptive physical force mm-hmm. on defense. But there's always someone who's right in that conversation with him. And the yep. one year that it's not Aaron Donald, it's Trayvon Diggs, mm-hmm. like.
0: Yeah, or Stephon Gilmore from however many years ago it was that he beat him right. out for three play yeah or whatever. Right,
1: but, I mean he, yeah, you know, so. he was up on t- on uh, Gino's arm early in the mm-hmm. game. Um, caused, you know, that, I don't want to call it a pass, but essentially a deflected pass. He he batted his arm. Um, he, throughout the game, I mean, it wasn't just the end. It was Mm -hmm. even when you saw the defense absolutely fall apart in the second half of that game, TJ was still making plays. So Yeah. He was the most in a world consistent. where there are two quarters of football and one of which our entire defense decides to stay in the locker room, at least we can count on T.J. Watt being on the field. At least. And he,
0: Cam Hayward also had a great yeah. game. He's just having a career year. I, career ca- year. He, and outside of Trayvon Diggs, I think that Cam is right up there in that conversation for defensive player of the year because he's just – This feels like the first year that people are, there's a buzz around him, not just locally, but nationally.
1: Yeah, and that's so exciting. Statistically, he is the best defensive lineman in the league right now. I got a lot of heat on Twitter last week for saying that he is the best defensive player, period, in football right now. Mm -hmm. Last week, I mean, week in and week out, Cam Hayward is proving Number one, that he is a top defensive player in the league. But number two, that man is a future Hall of Famer. And I'm not getting ahead of myself here. He has been so consistent. Mm -hmm. And consistent in the way that every single year he's getting better. And that doesn't mean that he wasn't good last year. He was great last year, but he's better this year. I mean, it's an anomaly. He he. We saw in the entire second half of that game, you know, Pete Carroll made an adjustment at halftime to run away specifically mm-hmm. from Cam Hayward. And they yeah. were able to succeed. I mean, he is an X factor for us. Mm-hmm. And a,
0: a just a huge presence, such a leader. He's unflappable almost. It just feels like he carries the weight of the game every single week because he just, he feels that responsibility and he shoulders it. And he's, he's another one that we're just so lucky to have him on our team. He said that about TJ and his um, media availability last night that we're just so lucky to have TJ and Everybody would say the same about him, but he's so humble, too, that he doesn't he doesn't really view it that way. He just views it as this is what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it well and look at all the people that are around me that are uh, like just mind blowingly good at football. Right.
1: Right. And he is the kind of player who, and these are the kind of guys that you pay and that you stick, you keep in your Mm -hmm. locker room, you keep on your team. He elevates every single player around him. The reason that Mm -hmm. defensive line is so strong is because of Cam Hayward, because of him. So you look at a guy like that and I'll be honest, like I've met a good amount of athletes, being a reporter for how long I was, Mm -hmm. um, being involved in this industry. Um, Cam Hayward stands out to me not only as an athlete on the field, but as a human off the field. Mm -hmm. He is meeting him. It's just you know that he is of the utmost integrity, and Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing to see someone who is so – humble and kind and just open and almost soft spoken yeah. in a way. And in some mm-hmm. areas go out on the field and be the kind of player that he is. And I'm yeah. just like you said, and like he said about TJ, like we are lucky to have cam Hayward. Very lucky. Uh,
0: he's really special. And I, I hope the team can get a ring for him before he retires. Oh, oh my God. Too. Um, but It will be a travesty defense, if not. It, it will be. I think we should riot. Um, I don't know what <laughs> that would change, but it we would ride at, at make dawn. us feel better. Exactly. <laughs> My God. But Trey Norwood also is looking really sharp. What a late Can round we? steal for the Steelers.
1: Dude, the biggest value pick in a mm-hmm. long time. Trey yep. Norwood trucking DK Metcalf. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk about that for a second. I had to double take that play. He put DK Metcalf on his ass. This is the biggest mm. receiver in the NFL. And Trey, yep. little Trey Norwood, put him on his ass. It was so, oh my God. that hyped Amazing. me up in mm-hmm. a way that I haven't felt in a long time.
0: Yeah, he was all over the field. And when you look at the, the stats from last night when the Steelers eventually did get super taken advantage of, it was on the ground. It wasn't through the air. They had yes. a couple plays that were, meh. but for the most part, they, they did a great job of shutting down uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Trey Norwood was a huge reason why it just <laughs> unbelievable awareness and uh, IQ.
1: He was just, he was with it every single play. Tyler Lockett didn't touch the football until the second half. I mean, Craziness. that says so much for a secondary that going into this season, you, Sam, and I looked at each other and said, how the hell is this going to work? Uh, <laughs> like, we were like, we trust that front seven, but like, that secondary besides Mika. How's it going to work? Mm. And while we saw some... Glimpses of, like, Terrell Edmonds of the past last night mm-hmm. with that childish tackling. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh it's, my God. It was so uncharacteristic of him this mm-hmm. season. But yeah. obviously for us, it's like, oh, well, there it is. Um, yeah,
0: we, we are familiar.
1: <laughs> right? But, um, no, you're right. I mean, Trey Norwood is, I think he is solidifying every single week his role on that on that mm-hmm. defense, on this team. Uh, that heads-up tackle for loss to take the Seahawks out of field goal range uh, mm-hmm. when they were going to tie the game. I mean, granted, they, they did it. That, when you think about it, was one of the only reasons why we were able to win that game. Had they gotten yep. into field goal range, game would never have gone into overtime because they yeah. would have been – three points up on us at that point. Mm -hmm. So Trey Norwood. Thank you. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Yeah. We appreciate your service. (laughs) He
0: he was great. Obviously Chris Boswell. What? Oh my God. He uh, talk about getting better every year. And that, I mean, that final, that final field goal was like nothing to him. Just completely straight down the middle of the uprights. Unreal. It was like perfection. And did you see
1: him getting ready to kick the field goal? He's like unfazed, no. like just swag for days. Like this guy, yeah, it's like nothing touches him mentally, which is yeah. such not anymore. I mean, yeah. tangible growth from mm-hmm. where he was a few years ago. I mean, yeah. Twitter was calling for Chris Boswell's head a few years yeah. ago, and we've said this in the past. Thank God, the Steelers don't uh-huh. follow people on Twitter and listen to all the couch oh GM's God, advice seriously. and they stuck by their man. And mm-hmm. now he's the third most accurate kicker in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. So suck, suck on, on that, on that Twitter. Twitter. God, I think <laughs> Wait, did honestly, we just do the same thing at the we same did.
0: time. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was adorable. But I if like, whenever he started struggling, I, I kept saying it's the, it's the, placeholder it's the it's not him it's whoever the f is holding the ball for him it's not working they're not synced what the i was i just had a feeling and then it became this mental snowball where he was just like
1: the yips
0: yeah it was like the perfect storm but now presley harvin that tank he he's like a freaking rock back there Dude, um, and
1: they're like besties too. It's like, did adorable. you see how hyped Presley was for Chris when he won the game? Mm-hmm. Like, man, amazing, it was good I stuff. Love them. And t- like,
0: the crowd was into it too. I was Jordan, you I was were there at the game, yeah, it was insanity.
1: Talk to so me, loud.
0: like, I oh it God. sounded
1: so loud on TV, and I'm like, this is it such a wild. departure from the Raiders game, like, yeah. that game was. It felt like no one was there, but like that was such a nice change of pace last night.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was the fact that it was the first primetime game, the, the hall of fame inductees were there being honored. I think it was, there were a lot of variables that were in play that allowed us as the crowd to really be super into it. And you saw early on, at least, uh, throughout the first half I would say as a as a whole it it was really getting inside the heads of the Seahawks they just kept having to regroup they couldn't really yes. get on the same page on offense we we were yet again a factor in in what was That's happening on the field and it was awesome and that was why the first half was so fun even though the offense was a little it but it it was just like we're making a difference. Let's keep it up and it right.
1: Was, I mean, yeah. and, and we saw it against Denver too. We saw the delay mm-hmm. of game early in the game uh, against Denver, and that's what an involved crowd is able to do. So it was mm-hmm. really, I mean, it was obvious watching from home that the crowd was really invested and involved mm-hmm. in that game, and that's just something that you can't like fa- you can't manufacture that. So. Yeah. Uh, While the Seahawks are used to crowd noise, um, I'm glad that we were able to bring it in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. as well. It was dope. It was awesome. But that sums
0: it up for the good. So let's get into the (gasps) trenches here. Uh, What the fuck was up with that second half collapse on defense? dude? Alex Collins, 101 yards on 20 attempts.
1: Our defense? <laughs> Alex Collins has always owned the Pittsburgh defense. When he was with Baltimore, we struggled mightily against Alex Collins. I don't know what that man does to this defense, but he just absolutely debilitates oh them. It's God. pathetic. Here's the thing they were able to go in at the half and adjust their game plan, yep. and we didn't adjust ours at nope. all, even after seeing what they're doing on the field for an entire yeah. drive, an entire quarter. Yep. We're not able to adjust. Like, that's an mm-hmm. issue that I have with Mike Tomlin right now. Yep. Because you've got to be able, and Keith Butler, if I'm being honest, adjust mm-hmm. your defensive scheme mm-hmm. to match what the offense is bringing to the table. Sure, in the first half, we looked great. They made adjustments because they knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Adjust to what they're doing. I mean, like, yeah. listen, I know it's not like doing – addition like it's not two plus two but it's not rocket science either I mean there no, is a solution is here to stop the run and we're just like it was embarrassing we were getting oh gashed God. on the ground absolutely 10 yards after 10 yards after 10 yards mm-hmm. I don't know why they let Geno Smith throw the ball even once Ever. in the second half yeah. they didn't. Need I don't to. know why that was a thing mm-hmm. exactly I mean even when we knew the run was coming mm-hmm. we were unable to stop yeah. it. It was like we a nosebleed. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was so bad. And the worst part, the
0: worst part, and I think it hurt the most watching Minka be the offender in this scenario those missed tackles. They yeah. just, it, it looks like they think that if I just plow into the guy, that'll knock him over. No, you have to wrap your arms up. Wow. Why? Why does it feel like somebody needs to explain? proper tackling technique to you. You're a professional football player.
1: Why are we sitting here saying, wrap him the fuck up Mm -hmm. and Minka and Edmonds and we saw uh, Melvin Ingram do it last week. They're not doing it and they've been playing football their entire lives. Guys, guys, you're playing professional football players. Like Uh you can't just hit them and expect them to fall down. Like act like you've been here before. It was, it's (sighs) weird. It's It's like the fundamentals aren't, Mm -mm. it's like they're forgetting the fundamentals of this game. And we've seen it time and time again this season in every single aspect. I mean, I have no explanation for it because it's weird. It feels
0: odd. It doesn't make sense. And I think that what we're feeling is this disconnect in what's being said and what's tra- what it's translating to out on the field. And for me, it constantly, not constantly, consistently, that's probably a better word, feels like I'm watching some college kids in a, an obscure conference thinking that they can go up against a team like Bama and... Just because they're football players, they can hang. It just, like right. it doesn't ever feel like they're really all that prepared for anything. And right. we stopped them. We shut them down in the first half. But you're right. It was like it was as if they didn't even fa- they couldn't fathom the possibility that Seattle might play differently in the second half than they did in the first half and they were like let's just keep doing it. Like, why we're doing. isn't it working
1: why, why isn't it yeah. working
0: it's it Pete Carroll it, it's not Mike
1: McCarthy like you're right right a, it felt weird. a good coach. Weird. Exactly. And, I mean, he knows how to win, which mm-hmm. clearly we saw last night. Seattle had no business. That game never should have gone into overtime. We're over here upset about mm. the refs, which we will get into. We'll get into the officiating. Yep. We're over here, you know, Twitter's blowing up about the refs and that absolutely abysmal final play of regulation. But yeah. let's – talk for a second about how they never should have been in that position to Mm -hmm. begin with the Mm -hmm. defense gave up 17 unanswered points that never should have happened that never should have happened it shouldn't have been a thing it was pathetic there's no other word to describe it it was absolutely pathetic pathetic. you look on the offensive side of the ball and you look at a guy Like Najee Harris, who is throwing his ass on the line every single play, getting nothing, by the way, because that offensive line is atrocious, and we'll get into that as well. But his 632 scrimmage yards, as of now, are over a 100 yards more than any other Steelers player in history has had in their first six career games. Okay? Mm -hmm. He is doing stuff like that throughout these games, and the defense is shitting the bed Like taking all of that away from an offense that's been struggling for the past five, four or five games. Like, guys, can we play a complete game of football? It
0: hurts. don't know if they can and that was one of the one of the points from last week that you and Sam talked about didn't even have to touch that one because it's the exact same problem this week why why do they let teams come back like that they need to find a way to dominate all four quarters and they just don't and it's infuriating and it feels like the offense and the defense are working against each other as opposed yes. to working with each other because the defense sucked ass in the second half, but the offense wasn't really doing much of anything. It felt like they went back to this weird, confusing Dude. mess of like yes. laying in it. Play calling, like, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: We saw so much creativity on that offense in the first half. We saw the run pass option. We saw play action. We saw jet sweeps Mm -hmm. and they were successful. They were, they were getting first downs, passes over the middle, like creativity abounds. And then the second half has started and it's like, Mm -hmm. we're just going to revert. Because the fir- yeah. weeks two, three, and four, everything worked fine. We're just going to go back to that. They abandoned the run when it was working. That was weird.
0: Yeah. It was the so offensive bizarre.
1: line, I mean, yes, there are issues there. Why is it better when Joe Haig is in? I and don't if
0: know. it's better when
1: he's in, why is he not starting? Why
0: him in? Yeah. That's a great question. I don't know. It's another confusing factoid that just I can't wrap my mind around i there's so much about this team that makes me scratch my head and then pull out my hair because i just can't handle it it just it feels constantly like they're looking at what they have and they're they're not being honest with themselves about what's going on and even if they are they're like well we have time no you're running out of
1: time Exactly. And we're taking one step forward, two steps back. You look mm-hmm. at Ben, that entire game, pretty much Ben's arm looked great. Yeah. Ben's, he threw a beautiful free play ball to Deontay Johnson. Yep. Deontay t- couldn't get to it and he will fault himself for that. Guarantee mm-hmm. it. Cause that's the guy he is. Um, he'll fault himself for that. Are we saying that's his first drop? You know? Yeah. We'll see. Doesn't matter though. Do, does it matter? He's our clear yeah. wide receiver, like our number one wide receiver. Like, yeah. that's a done deal. Um, but you see Ben looking good mm-hmm. and throwing deep balls. And you see Pat Fryermuth getting more time in the absence of mm-hmm. Juju. You know, you're seeing all these things come together on offense. So we're taking a step forward there. And then you go to the second half of that football game and it's like, yeah, let's get We're We're chill. Mm-hmm. We got this. Have you ever no, played you in don't. the NFL before, boys? God, no, you don't. It's don't not know, over it's till hurt. it's over. In it's Pittsburgh, not, we know obviously. that better than anyone.
0: Yeah, because we freaking let people come back all the
1: time. All the time. Why? All why? the time. Oh, why? Oh, and... It is the I, most I, frustrating thing.
0: And there just seems to be this odd miscommunication between Ben and the receivers, too. I, like... And the route running. I, it feels like half of the time it's one side's fault, half of the time it's the other side's fault, but they just cannot seem to sync up in a consistent way where they're running the right routes for what Ben is thinking and expecting they're going to do, and the ball just ends but it's up like, totally uncatchable.
1: Right. They either don't run far enough or they run too far and you can tell when right and you can tell when after the throw Ben's frustrated because he knows where they're supposed to be and his receivers are not there and I'm not going to say Ben's 100% not at fault here I'm sure there are some times when he's overthrown or underthrown the ball Mm -hmm. but you look at a a case like Chase Claypool all the athleticism in the world but the the miscommunications between him and Ben specifically have skyrocketed. Yeah. Skyrocketed. It's very, It's bad. weird. And it's also frustrating because this kid, like, his ceiling is so high, mm-hmm. but then it's like he can't make the contest. He can't win the contested catches. Mm-mm. He he's isn't even dying to draw a are. PI. Yep. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, if I. I don't have to try that hard to catch it because most likely I'll draw a PI. Like, it's like, that's what's going on in his head. And it's mm. so frustrating because you look at Chase Claypool and his, his skill set and his size mm-hmm. say that he should be so much more dominant yeah. in the slot or as a wideout. it in both scenarios. And he'll yeah. play a lot more slot with Juju out. And he actually looked pretty nice in the slot in the mm-hmm. beginning of the game last night, yeah. but it, He's just a weird case right now. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's going on with him. Um, but I wish that he would work a little bit on those contested catches, the 50-50s because he's just not coming down with them yeah. like he should. They're off his hands, yeah. they're off his head. It's weird. It's so
0: it's bizarre hitting his chest like it it's just it's very strange and I don't know what's going on with him. It seems almost like he gets his mind gets a little bit ahead of his body and yeah. he's not quite synced up to the point where he can actually execute the
1: plays when he needs to. Right. And I've seen people saying like, "Oh, Chase Claypool is just not that good." No, I don't buy that. No, it's not true. I th- it's mm-hmm. not true. I think Chase Claypool can be great. I mm. think that it's just going to take a little bit of again, practicing the fundamentals Mm -hmm. of football, like let's really hone in on the stuff that everyone should be doing in their sleep. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it's going to be about for this team. That's what I really see them lacking is just really like a good understanding of the fundamentals. It's like they're forgetting and they're trying to get cute with it.
0: Yeah. Oh God, that drives me nuts. And sidebar, the Penguins have been known to do that. And it's like when you do have that much talent. Sometimes right. it is really tempting to go yes. for the flashy play. But look at look at what Deontay Johnson had to do in the offseason to fix his drop situation. Hit the jugs yes.
1: machine. That was it. Yes. Hit the jugs. And like, that's why I say, like, yep. it's doable. Mm-hmm. Like, it it's is. not.
0: It's so easy. It's so simple. But no, yes. it's for the most part. And I know that my attitude tends to swing this way, too. So I get it. I get it. But you want to skip that portion of the the rudimentary stuff to get straight to the oh my god fantastic moments, and it's like you cannot, you can't um, hopscotch your way past it. Like you have to, you have to dig in and do the sim the simple stuff. Yeah, the stuff that you've been doing
1: your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get to just fall by the wayside. There's a reason why people say like the foundation is in the fundamentals. If you Mm -hmm. have a shaky foundation, if you have shaky fundamentals, your whole game is going to fall off. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, let's not overcomplicate this. If this team would focus on the fundamentals of football that they learned in Pop Warner, in middle school, in high school, like I think that they could really benefit from that. I mean, we've, they we see be really such, great. I think so too. We see such like, there's so much talent. There's too much talent, mm-hmm. too much talent for them to be performing the way that they're performing. That's yeah. the bottom and line. And across the
0: board too.
1: Across Cause the you look board, at a team like, like right. city
0: all like they have Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, who has not looked great uh, by any stretch <laughs> this season, what? but that's another story. Yeah, he looks like garbage, but th- they're about it, and they're they're three and three, and that makes sense because their offensive line is met and their defense is trash. pretty bad. Ass yeah, trash. it's pretty bad. Yeah, and so that makes sense because a quarterback and a wide receiver can't carry a team, but the Steelers are supposed to be one of the top defenses in, if not the best yeah. defense in the league. And injuries aside, and the offense with Ben, who is a veteran. Hall of Famer Najee, who is, uh, it, by most accounts, he was most people's pick to be Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yep, and Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, uh, all of these guys on offense. There's talent across the board. So that's what it. It just ultimately feels like it comes down to again. I'm going to use that word disconnect between mm-hmm. what's happening or what's what's being said and what's going on. And I think we even we even see this just like weird dynamic of Mike Tomlin's refusal to go for the fourth and short when the offense is heating up. It's just like he does he not understand what that can do to momentum I know. and confidence I know. of the team if he shows that he is at least willing to risk it and and let them go for it.
1: And Ben clearly wanted to go for it. Mm -hmm. On the play that you're referencing, Ben clearly wanted to go for it. This is not the first time that we've seen this happen this season. And then you compare it to, and I hate to do this, but Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. And you see Harbaugh look at Lamar and ask him if he wants to go for it. And he's like, all right. Let's do it. You yeah. want to go for it? Let's do it. I would love to see Mike Tomlin have that confidence in yeah. his quarterback. I normally say take the points. I'm mm-hmm. normally an advocate for taking the points. And we you know with Boz, we're going to. But at that juncture, we had had a great offensive drive. Mm-hmm. And they're finally gelling a little bit. We saw an end around rushing TD from Eric Ebron. I mean – like, there are things happening on this offense that we can get excited about. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Tomlin says, "No, nope, come off. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I no. think that there is something to be said for instilling confidence in your guys. And at what point does Mike Tomlin pulling them off the field, w- at what point does he lose them a little bit?
0: Yeah, and I think already. he already has. Yeah, yeah. I think he already has, and I think that's why I'm I'm not sure that the the boomer fans would fall into this category, but I think that's why a lot of people, maybe even in our generation, look back wistfully at the days of Bill Cowher because mm-hmm. he was a risk taker who had that kind of relationship with his players that was very clear cut. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. I'm I'm not, we're not going to lie down. We're going right. to fight until and, the very end.
1: Right. And it's commendable. And you love to mm-hmm. see it because it's that fire that you want your head coach to have. We yeah. saw that fire in Mike Tomlin last night yeah, when it came to the refs. Right. What exactly. So God. like, I know it's there, Mike. Mm. I know you got it. Like bring it. Let's go show your guys. Like there needs Mm -hmm. to be some confidence between him and his quarterback and that offense. And listen, I know they haven't shown him much. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. But Mike Tomlin doesn't necessarily have a history of playing it safe. So why now? Why now in moments where you could really elevate your team? Why now? Yeah. Like sometimes we need. Exactly. Like, At this point, what do we really have to lose? We're not a good football team. We're not a good football team. So you take the edge. You give yourself an edge. And he's Mm -hmm. not giving his players any edge to work with. And there's Mm -hmm. a reason that they look tired and burned out. There's a reason for it. I mean, they were so fired up seeing him fired up on the sideline. Oh
0: my God. Seriously. I was fired up. I was like, where I has was this too. man been? Give like, me let's more. Let's bring
1: the energy. Like th- mm-hmm. that's what we're missing. And so yeah. I would love at some point this season for Mike to just look at Ben and be like, yo, you got this. You want to go for this? Yep. And Ben says, yep. And then Ben hands it out to Najee. We get the first down or get the touchdown, the goal line touchdown, yep. whatever the hell it ends up being. Mm-hmm. But like, if this is Ben's last season, like, Go let's let it. him do his thing. God, Come on. Yes, like, it's, let loose it's a little bit. It's infuriating, right?
0: It feels like he's waiting. Mike Tomlin is waiting for proof that he can trust his guys to do that. But it's become this, like, chicken or the egg situation. Like, you're not going to get right. the proof until they know that you are confident exactly in them right. to follow through on the momentum. And they're not going to give you proof if you're not trusting them it's just this like cycle of oh my lord it's exhausting and i just real like seriously the officiating was bad last night it was it was bad from the the fumble the whatever you even want to call that that was so weird and then the very last play of the game it was bad but it shouldn't take shitty officiating to get Mike Tomlin to that point like get that fired up for your guys like exactly the game itself not because you feel officiating is garbage because everybody knows it's garbage everybody is this is news to nobody
1: yeah are you new Mm -hmm. Mike this is news to nobody they've been terrible for as long as I can remember it's, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's frustrating. Like, especially, and I keep going back to this, but like, especially in a game like last night, like we had so many guys really show up last night from Eric mm-hmm. Ebron to Pat Friermuth, mm-hmm. Alex Highsmith. Welcome God, back. He had himself a game. Uh, welcome back, Alex Highsmith. I was so pumped for that dude. Stuff. Like, yeah. and he killed it. He killed it. Chris Wormley, like everyone across yeah. the board had their points that were like, Oh my God, who are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hello. I am so happy you're in Pittsburgh. And then yeah. like, a stagnant moment like that just like killed all of it. Inflating. It really did. It yeah. really, really did. And we needed TJ Watt to come through again to fire us up. So you
0: cannot rely that heavily on one player every single game to get Not you. To even win. Like, Not even TJ no, Watt.
1: Not even TJ Watt. You doesn't can't work. You can't it put that on that someone's way. shoulders. Right.
0: Yep, and I just – I don't know if we're ever going to break free from that cycle because, again, kind of talking to that same point of the complacency like that, ah, we got it, TJ will get it, it's fine, like that kind of attitude. <laughs> nice. uh, snap out yeah. of it. Do you, you know What happens the, when
1: his groin goes out again?
0: Yeah, God, uh, call better plays, please. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> God, it's infuriating. I just – I yeah, I'm very thankful that it's finally bye week. Um, Oh my god, I feel like we all need it. (laughs) I know a Sunday without like this stress induced heart arrhythmia. I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself. Sleep maybe. Oh my, breathe, eat. Uh, You know, like
1: normal human things. Yeah, it's gonna be very enjoyable. We're gonna have a nice little. Sunday might go to Home Depot I don't know if there'll be enough time
0: all right oh my god there you go i
1: quoting old school
0: oh my god went right over my head because I've never seen it my god <laughs> your face you're like oh that's great Home Depot <laughs> all right go to Home Depot you man home project I'm like I took that so literally I know um, I
1: mean maybe I will who knows? Why
0: not? You'll you will have the time for
1: it. I will have the time. I'll have all the time in the mm-hmm. world. We need the bye week. Uh the guys need the bye week. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs it the bye week. A it is, yeah. It is a welcomed break. And normally I'm sad about bye weeks because I get so bored, but at the same time it's like, Okay. I, I can take care of my atmosphere. health. Yeah. My health matters this week. Cool.
0: Sweet. No wait to be bored. Oh my goodness it's going it's going to be a good week and then we get right back into it for week 8 uh, going to cleveland so we'll see if this team learns any lessons in the next week that they can implement in that game prep i doubt it but <laughs> I, you know i can hope
1: the bar is low it's the so bar low. Is low expectations are low I would, say, I would so, even say
0: non-existent.
1: Yeah, I mean, go in with zero expectations. I, listen, Cleveland may be without Kareem Hunt. They may be yeah. without some offensive alignment. So, like, and it is Baker. And they're with Baker so,
0: Mayfield, yeah. So. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, anything can happen.
0: <laughs> but their defense is really good, so we'll see. I they don't know. are. I don't know. We'll talk about that later, some other date. For now, we're off – Steelers are off this week. We don't have to raise the roof. I know. Not like I taught you. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: right. Oh,
0: Oh, Lord. Love quoting The Office with you. It's the best. I do it way too much. Me too. not catch it most of the time. But let's let's wrap this up because I could I could quote The Office all night long. Um, Me too. It's been real as always. Thank you to Steeler Nation for joining us, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers and on Instagram at Yinzers official.
1: And don't forget to subscribe so we can kick it with you every single week. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yinzers.